0: Boss Lady Conversations with Monica L and Coach Kaya. Boss Ladies are vulnerable, authentic, love, hopeful, abundant, respected. Boss Ladies are you. Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for joining us for our second season of Boss Lady Conversations. I am Monica L, a boss lady, Cleveland-born, LA raised, on a journey of freedom and happiness as an educator entrepreneur, self-published, author and poet. Let's get it. My IG handle is Monica L underscore writer.
1: Hey boss ladies, we are so happy to be back for season two of Boss Lady Conversations. This podcast means so much to us. And the fact that we're going to bring you even more content, you're going to be able to see our faces and we're just giving you more of us, our vulnerability, our passion for what we do. And we hope that we inspire you to just take things to the next level in your own life because you're totally capable of doing anything that God has put on your heart to do. I'm your girl, Coach Kaya. I'm a boss wife, mompreneur, sister, writer, and certified transformational coach. I help people access their power, heal the trauma of their past, and reignite their dreams. Why? So that they can start to manifest the miracles that truly matter. My IG handle is at I am Coach Kaya.
0: Yes, Coach Kaya. Thank you so much. Like I felt it. I felt your vibrations. I felt like we're just warm. We're warm and we're moving. We're moving. So shout out to all of our friends. We appreciate your support. So please tell someone who will tell someone to join us. This is a movement and there is so much room for your positive energy here.
1: And we hope that you've been enjoying what we have to offer. We want to hear from you. Please feel free to email us. Feel, for, feel free to hit us up on Instagram. We want to know your thoughts. Are there any topics that you would like us to cover? Any people that you want us to interview? Let us know. This is a brave space for all of us. We want to hear from you.
0: Yes, yes, it is. I mean, our mission is always to give you a safe space to learn grow, and contribute. We want you to walk away from boss lady conversations feeling inspired, imaginative, hopeful, creative, abundant, and more importantly, boss up to go after what really matters in your life.
1: Today's topic, creating a life you don't need a vacation from with Charlotte Van Horn, puts the spotlight on helping listeners explore ways to incorporate self-care, which you know we always talk about, and mental wellness into every single part of your life. And that means from where you live, what you do and how you experience the world. Today's Boss Lady guest is the founder and CEO of Black Expats in Panama. She is affectionately referred to as the Harriet by many of her followers. She has done an amazing job assisting African-Americans who want to relocate to Panama. She and her husband Alfredo partner with DMC ITA Global to develop the now famous Black Expats in Panama Cultural Relocation Tour, okay? This tour was designed pursuant to her vision to showcase living options in and around Panama City. But she also focuses on the rich culture of afro Panamanian. In May, Black Expats in Panama Cultural Relocation Tour will celebrate its first anniversary. I mean, this is an example of someone who was willing to see the vision and take it through step by step by step. And now she's getting so many accolades. She recently caught the attention of Travel Noir and was featured in a March 2022 article. Charlotte is dedicated to walking in her purpose and bringing so many others along for the journey. And we are so happy that she's here with us today.
0: Yes, now let's give a warm Boss Lady Conversations welcome. To Charlotte Van Horn.
2: Yay! Hi, Charlotte. Welcome, Charlotte. Charlotte, go, Charlotte. 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 (laughs) Hey, ladies.
1: Hey, Charlotte. Hi. We're so glad that you're joining us today. How are you feeling?
2: I am feeling amazing. I really am. I, I. I am feeling like I'm in a good place in life. and You know you know. How sometimes when people say to you, I'm in a really good place. I mean, doesn't that just make you happy when somebody says that? Well, I love it okay. when I get to say it too. And I just feel like I'm in a really good place. So I'm just glad to be here with you. That's a blessing. Mm-hmm, it is.
1: Yes. So Miss Charlotte, how would you describe your journey as a boss lady?
2: I think my journey as a boss lady started when I was a little girl, actually you know I was youngest in my family but really really bossy and I I don't say that in a negative way but I say that in the sense that I've always been a leader so I think that I've always been a boss chick even when I was a young girl and a young lady making all kind of mistakes because a boss a boss chick owns her stuff okay I I, yes, I said that a boss (laughs) chick definitely owns her stuff and I think that That is kind of where I became a a start realized that I was a boss chick and I'm not afraid to try different and new things. And so it's been a lifelong process. Yes. A little more refined. You know, you just get more refined as the, you know, the years go on. Yes. Growth. I love that. And
0: you're right. I feel like when we're born, we do have our own personalities and they're only enhanced, you know, in the proper environment. So I love that you said that and you always going after your dreams and we'll get more into that later in today's show. So for our listeners, can you describe a turning point in your life that prompted you to tune into your purpose and live out your dream?
2: I think that I've always done little stuff here and there, like a day job. I mean, I am, I was famous for quitting jobs. The, I mean, I, I would just be like, oh, really? Okay. I would be in the copy room, getting a box, you know, where the paper come in, baby, I have my stuff packed up and ready to go. And so I just think that somehow I've, I've always survived with that, but that was just kind of my internal thing that I really wasn't supposed to be working for nobody you know, that I was always supposed to be an entrepreneur. So I always did little things, different, different type stuff. And I always learned from those things. I was a Mary Kay representative one time, and I learned from Mary Kay never to prejudge. I learned I was a mortgage broker at one time. And from that, I learned that we don't know enough when we're fi- making major financial transactions. So that when you're dealing with somebody that is doing a financial transaction for you, you need to tell them, break it down and- me like I'm six years old you know so you just learn different stuff along the way I think the turning point for me was locks forever um I was you know we knew we were going to retire to Panama my husband is several years older than I am and I knew that I would have to do something in the meantime because he would retire for sooner and I knew that in Panama you know with the Spanish Um, that I wouldn't be able to be the administrative person that I'd always been. I've always been a secretary, a paralegal, legal assistant, medical secretary or something like that. It's always been, you know, that kind of job. So, you know, the Holy Spirit just gave me sister Lots. He said, listen, you know, the women in Panama, it's it's hot, it rains, you know, and I would notice that their hair would, would be like just not quite, along the same lines as the rest of them and they didn't have the right products you know they didn't have some of the the best products like we had and things like that so I said you know sister locks is probably the best thing to have in Panama I already had them and so I said I'll go learn to do sister locks and um from that point and I had never done hair ever but from that point I started doing Sister Locks and I would created a business that was able to really, truly sustain me. It was like the first time where I was in a business where the sky was the limit and everything that I wanted to create in that business, I had the power to do. And I think that was the turning point for me with Locks Forever, because it was just like the sky is the limit here. I can do anything that I want to do. I can I can charge what I wanna charge. You know, I would be at um, you know, networking events and everybody is like, okay, how do I get that next client? That has never been an issue for me, not one day um, when I started that Sister Locks business, not one day. So I think that's when I really started to recognize the power in that. And then once I started to grow it, it was just like, I want the best. I, I just thought about myself and I said, I want everything. I wanna give my clients everything that I want as a sister lacrera myself. And that is how I built that business. And that is basically, that's that's when I knew that as far as my purpose, I love women, period. I love women. I, I, love, I love particularly sister girls. I just, you know, I just have a connection. And so anytime that I can do a job that involves them, it's like a blessing you know, and how we bless each other. So I think locks Forever was that point for me.
1: And I know you have many businesses. So we wanted to know, how did you learn to embrace life as an entrepreneur of many businesses and which businesses are you most proud
2: of? Are they all your babies? Um, I think that locks forever I'm very proud of locks forever and and I think one of the reasons that I because that fact just kept evolving I ended up I created a product line I filed for two um, trademarks um, I filed the patent application um, I have an international trademark there so that was just a you know I'm very proud of the things that I did and then I think that the thing with with um, Locks Forever that I'm super proud of is the fact that I was able to help several other women build their business to the point where they was like, I can't take no more clients. And so that is kind of like, you know, I mean, I don't have anybody at this point to give clients to anymore because everybody's like, girl, I can't, I can't take another client. And what, what, what better thing to be able to say as a business owner? So, you know, Locks Forever was, I I was able to scale it. I was able to create the product line. I was able to transition it internationally. So I think that Locks Forever, and Locks Forever retired me from corporate America. Locks Forever retired me from corporate America. Yes, ma'am. When I started doing Locks Forever in 2012, I did part-time for five years. And five years later, I was retired from corporate America and never looked back. I could have made much, much, much more money at at Locks Forever, but I had a mission statement and I kept with that mission statement. And I kept in mind also that I, you know, in my fifties and I just didn't want to be standing, you know, doing that kind of standing forever. Now, with that said, Black expats in Panama, I have a trademark on that too. That's in my heart, you know, that was just the next thing. And I am very proud of Black expats in Panama because I came up with something that no one else had thought of. And basically, hold on, let me back that up a little bit. There are a couple of um, Black expats in Panama, and I'm I'm actually going to shout them out. Ife Grady and, and William and Ife King. And they did things like several years ago, they're Black expats in Panama, but they were trying to bring like Black expats together. And they had very good ideas, but they just didn't have the technology that, that I had. And so I want to give them their props because they did think of something like this later. But then I came along and when I created it, it was just like uh, taking it to the next level. I'm very proud of it because it is unique. And the, the, they, didn't, they didn't think of cultural tours and stuff like that, but it's unique. It is helpful. It is life-changing for people. And so every time that I, and it's encouragement for people that are never thought about leaving the country. And so every time when I'm doing something, if somebody's life is impacted positively, that is, that makes me very proud. So I'm very proud of Black expats in Panama as well.
0: Thank you so much, Charlotte. Because, you know, I what I've heard is that Mary Kay is really good at giving a very much of a... I wanna say like an MBA course, they teach women about business. And what I heard was you took all of those transferable skills from corporate America And to launch your own product line and business, which is the goal, you know, the goal should never be just to work for someone and make them billions and you're scuffling to get by day to day. So I love that you said that. Now, for our listeners who may not be well versed in the term of the XPAC, can you expound upon what your business does and how it's grown and even gone global?
2: Yes. And and I think that you touched on a good point. Now, let me forget what you just asked me. I, I'm, I'm old, y'all, so I, I got to, but what you were just talking about was bringing things in. We bring every part of us into whatever we're doing. And so even those people who are on their job, and I do a workshop called Don't Sleep on Your Day Job. Even those people who are on their job and think to yourself, gosh, I really would love to have my own thing one day. First of all, respect your employer because you're going to be an employer one day. And what goes around comes around. Make sure that you are excellent in everything you do. Don't complain when somebody asks you to learn something new. Try to figure out how you can take that skill into what you want to do for yourself. Make sure you connect with people on that job. Get real tight with the graphics department, baby, because when you get out there on your own, you're not going to have the money, you know, unless you're very, very fortunate. You're not going to have the money to just spend these big dollars on web designers and stuff like that. Make friends. And not only that, don't forget that when you're on your job, somebody is paying you to learn. You're not going to get that when you get out there and you're on your own. Listen, your clients ain't trying to have no learning curve with you. They're not. Now, remind me of your question. (laughs) I (laughs) I I like that point. I like that point. I was going to
0: say, you know, expound upon what expat does and what does it mean? Because maybe some of our listeners are not well-versed in that and how your business has grown and gone global. Yes.
2: (laughs) Okay. Thank you very much. (laughs) Well, expat means expatriate it means a person that have left their country to live in another and you will also hear the term black sit black sit has had many meanings over the last decade or so but the black sit 2.0 right now is is really about black people choosing other countries to live in besides the united states so With Black expats, my husband is Panamanian. I am a Black expat in Panama. Uh, We invested in Panama actually in 2012. And I moved here permanently in 2021, okay? In the end of 2021. And basically what Black expats in Panama does is we offer cultural relocation tours and the relocation tour the typical relocation tour wherever you're going to go and you want to learn they're good to take you know because it's it's like you know information all in one place and when you're going to a foreign place don't assume you know anything whatever you know about the United States just Keep it in the back of your mind because this you're not in the United States and you get messed up expecting things to go that way. But what we do is we bring individuals from the United States to Panama. And over five days, we take them in and around Panama City. We show them developments and places to live in the city, around the city. We go like um, an hour or so out to the beach communities, most popular ones, Coronado and, and Gorgona. So we do this five-day thing where we take them around, um, show, introduce them to different developers. You know, they can have private real estate tours if they want. We introduce them to attorneys that will help them and give them information with regard to the immigration process, we introduce you to medical professionals, our favorite, Dr. Duncan. He is an Afro-Panamanian doctor that takes really good care of our people. He's there the first night when they come and, you know, let them know, you know, he's there for house calls. They have. Uh, he has an urgent care center with his partner. And so, you know, we introduced them to veteran service officers, just give them resources and actual introductions to people that can help make that transaction transition easier. Then we add into that. So we do all that. And then we add into that the cultural perspective and the culture. The main culture that we focus on in Black Pats in Panama is the West Indian culture. So the West Indians came and they built the Panama Canal. They are primarily responsible for the building of the Panama Canal, but you know Panama, just like the United States and other countries, they tell their history the way that they want want to. And so, what we decided to do, my husband's my husband's parents parents came to build the canal. That's how they came from Jamaica and Barbados. Okay. And so we we show them that we take them to what is the only real monument to black history in the country of Panama very small museum called SAMAP. And it's a Spanish acronym for the Friends of the Afro-Antillians. And basically show how the diggers, it was what they called the people working on the canal, digging that ditch and everything like that, how they lived, explain to them that history, explain to them how, you know, when America came to Panama, you know, what? we had whites only and blacks only, well, they came to Panama and had the audacity to create a gold and silver system. So they literally came and you know, introduced a lot of that to, to Panama. So anyway, making sure that they have that kind of history. We are equipped with Afro-Panamanian tour guides because they're going to give you the information about the country, but they're going to give you the Black perspective. Then we go to Cologne. And Cologne is a place where, like like many other cities in the United States, it's sort of abandoned, you know, it's where all the Black people are. So I don't even have to go deep, right? And what people will tell you is don't go there. And when I decided and I had a vision for this tour, that's what people told me. Black people and white people said, why would you take anyone to Cologne? And I said, why would I not? We go to Cologne in a responsible way with people that can tell us the whole story. Then we educate people as opposed to them just believing what everybody else has to say about it and not knowing anything for themselves. Turns out it is the favorite day of the tour. That day of the tour is just all culture, history, And fun. And we, we eat Afro Panamanian food. And then we go, we take small boats out to a private island. And so it's just, you know, it's just connections. We connect them. We connect the people coming in also with people who are already living here. So you could tell, they can tell you what it's like living as a black expat in Coronado or wherever. Yeah. So that's basically what we do. Thank you so
1: much. Yes. We love it. <laughs> and Charlotte, that sounds so fun. Me and, me and Monica are like, yes, yes, sign us up. We ready. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't help but to think that you being in this experience and also going through your own relocation process helped you really dis- decide like, what do people want? What do people care about? How can I incorporate this into my business? So tell us some of the things that you struggled with when you first relocated to Panama.
2: Well, I think for me, I my, my journey was so different than others because, I, but I could see where they're at a disadvantage. My family was already here. My husband's family lives here. And so I had that support. And so that was like a plus in a lot of ways and a minus in others. Because just like when you live in major city, you know I lived outside of D.C. forever. There are so many wonderful things that people come from all over the world to see in D.C. that I would ride by every day and never pay any attention to. So that's kind of how the locals are. You know, with Panama, they don't even really realize what all what Panama is offering anymore because they they too busy living their life and taking care of business and things like that. So I think that when there there were things like when we built our house i knew that when people from the united states came to build a house they i didn't want them to be you know blindsided by the fact that panama didn't put put no lights in the house so when we built our home and we closed on it and we we came in there wasn't a light fixture in the place those kind of things so Going with like those kind of things that surprised me, getting the advice from our cousin here that said Cheyenne, he said, that's my nickname, he said, everything you know about Panama, forget about it. I'm sorry, everything you know about the United States, forget about it, this is Panama. So helping people to get to that place sooner rather than later, plus exposing them to all of the other things that Panama has to offer was just kind of my, my, kind of my focus. I felt like I missed some things because of the way that I came in. And so just connecting them with people, and it makes so much a difference. You're not lonely, you know? you're not lonely, you're not isolated. A lot of people come here and they're brave because they don't speak Spanish. And so, I mean, that takes a lot of courage to move to a brand new place that doesn't speak your language, you know, and they are bilingual people here, but, you know, Spanish is definitely the primary language here in in Panama. So those kind of things. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're right, because
0: like you say, your family was already there. So there's a lot of things that you didn't have to experience firsthand because they gave you kind of the insights and things of that nature and which definitely goes into our next question. As we were researching, we see that some people feel that you're like the Harriet Tubman of relocation for people of color. And so with that and everything that you describe, how do you feel about that term of endearment?
2: Oh gosh. It's, I mean, I think it's a it's a great honor. And of course, you know, I'll be the first one to say, listen, y'all, I ain't no Harriet, Harriet, because y'all get too crazy. I'm gonna leave you right there. But no, I'm no Harriet for real, for real. But I just think that there were several people that came to that, you know, that kind of got that feeling. And then I had one sister who had actually, I I mean, did a whole thing about my name and how my name would, would lead people into other countries, uh, something very deep like that. And then she called it Harriet something. And it, I think it's a spirit. It's a, it's more about, you know, having the spirit. I have found this and I want you to find it too. You know, I want you to come. I want you to come. And even if you don't stay, I want you to come and open your mind to something different. And the, the impact that Black expats in Panama has had on Panama is tremendous in just the year that we've been doing tours. I mean, there are so many people who have gotten their residency here. There's people who a lot of people who have rented, you know, and leased on um, places. A lot of people do that first. People have purchased here, you know, people have, you know, told other people to come here. You know, people have totally supported businesses that we've introduced and, and supported and promoted. And it, it's just been an amazing journey. And it, I feel very proud and humbled when they refer to me as Harriet. I do. I
1: love that you said it's a spirit Charlotte. Cause I can feel that even talking to you, there's just something very clear about you that you walk with your ancestors, that you stand on their shoulders, that you embody real support and love for your people
2: okay, God, don't make me cry. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I feel that. We, I we feel that.
1: We feel, yeah. that. we feel, we feel that. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing because you can tell people this, you can give people advice, but how you make them feel yes. is what they walk away with and yes. what they carry into their lives.
2: I had a lady that was on the last tour And she caught a picture of, a photo of me hugging one of the, one of the members and like I was crying, but you just wouldn't imagine some of the things that people say to me. And, and it, and it is, it, 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 it's, I think it makes me emotional because I know that I'm working in my purpose. I know that without a doubt. And, and when I said, where did you, who took this picture? She said, I took it. And she said, and she's in like a mentoring program. And she said, I saw someone who is totally walking in her purpose. And it was just so, she said, it just inspired her. And she was say, it is so clear that you are walking in your purpose. And I have people who want to, you know, compete, you know, with, with what I'm doing and the, the way that I'm doing it. And that's fine, that, that, that is going to always be present. But so far, what happens is that it's about relationship. You know, it's about relationship. It can't be all about, you know, money. You know, this is what I'm doing, this is what it costs. You know, it's a lot of things I do for free. And when I started doing this, it was all for free, but the work got so much that I was like, I'm gonna have to change this platform, you know, because now literally it is what I do full time. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. I wanted to ask you, what's one of the most surprising things that you learned about yourself after
2: relocating to Panama? (sighs) One of the most surprising things that I learned about myself, I don't know that it was surprising. Well, I have so much peace here. And so far, what I'm learning about myself is some of the things that I just have never even considered are things that I can actually do. Like I'm not adventurous at all. And, but I've had to really take a backseat to some of my fears in order to have good trips for our clients. And my partner, Krista Pew, he was like, I cannot believe how much more relaxed you are (laughs) than when you first came here. So I think that, and I think one of the other things that I've learned about myself is that I'm a celebrity. That's it, in my own right. And that people want to know what I have to say. You know, people want to know what I have to say. And I think that that has always been there, but it's in a whole different light here. And it's very encouraging to me. And it really makes me more responsible about what I say. You know, when people are really listening to what you say, You need to make sure that what you're saying is correct. And if you find out something you said wasn't correct, you need to get back and correct that as soon as possible. I mean, nobody's perfect, but just that I have a voice and I can lead on a whole nother level. I can learn how to, you know, put these major trips together and it's just broadened me. It's just opened me up to a lot of different things.
0: That's so beautiful. I like what you said about peace. That's why me and Coach Kaya was just smiling because, I mean, I think that's the ultimate goal for all of us or almost for most of us, or at least say for me and Coach (laughs) Kaya. I won't speak for everyone, but just to have that inner peace. And we hear it. And like you say, to put your fears to the back seat. But some of the things that probably was our fears are now our greatest accomplishments because we're walking in our light. Yes.
2: The people that don't know that peace is what they need in their lives are people who have never experienced it. And when I first talk about taking leaps, my life was going absolutely nowhere. In 1993, my mother died in 87, and I was just kind of floundered. I mean, I kept it together. I always had a lot of pride about myself, so people didn't know I was going through a drug addiction Just a lot of down low stuff that because I kept it together, nobody knew, but I was like really hurt and just just messed up. And and when I my girlfriend kept saying she didn't even know she was she was in in, in the service. I was still in Jersey. She was in the service and she was stationed in Biloxi at that time, Biloxi, Mississippi, and she didn't even know what I was going through. And she said to me, she said, you should come. She kept trying to tell me, you should come to Mississippi. I said, girl, I ain't coming on Mississippi. I said, I'll be some strange fruit, you know, with my mouth and everything. And then one day I just decided that I had nothing to lose and that I needed to make a drastic change in my life or probably something bad was going to happen. I had a small child. She was about six. And I just decided one day to get on that train and I went to Mississippi and never forget when we got to, and when we got to, I was saved at that time, but I still was, you know, a babe in Christ. And when I hit this particular road, she came to pick me up from the train station and uh, me and Charday, and we got on this road. And when I hit that road, it was it's a road goes through Biloxi, Mississippi It's called beach road or 90. And this feeling of peace came over me and it was just God speaking to me in a way that I had never heard his voice. And the, the word was, this is where you need to be. Everything is going to be okay. I just can remember tears coming down my, my face. So that feeling that I had that day, that peace that I felt in that moment, first time I ever felt peace like that. Believe me, I've been chasing that the rest of my life. So people that don't chase peace and don't understand what you mean when you say, I need some peace in my life, they've never known it. Okay. So we pray that they do experience peace so they know they need to get more of that. Oh, peace
0: absolutely.
2: Yes. In your life. You live longer with peace. Oh, yeah. Because stress is
0: real. Right. You're right. And thank you so much for sharing that story. Yes, when when you have had a taste of peace, then that is definitely what you strive for every day. So thank you so much for saying that. And it's really important, you know, obviously, as we're in this global pandemic as well. So as we embark on the third year, (laughs) what would you say is the one thing you would want our listeners to know about creating a life that inspires mental health and
2: wellness? I think being able to say no, I mean, I think that getting, getting real clear about what you're good with and what you're not. And as I turned 57 last year, I had this major fallout with somebody, somebody that I love dearly. And you know what I said? I said, you know what? I'm just not available for this. I'm just not available for this. So, I mean, getting to that place where that, that, that mental clarity, that, that peace, that self, um, self-awareness and self-wellness is, is going to start with knowing when to say when. Just knowing what you accept and what you don't. People, you can't make people do anything, but you know what you can accept and what you, what you won't accept. And getting real clear on that is the first part. Okay, that's the first part. Getting real clear on that is the first part. Yeah, look, yeah, no, yeah, no, uh, yeah, hmm yeah, no. We're not doing that. And I think I'm okay with that. Being able to, and I know that everybody's personality is not like my own, but I'm not gonna hold stuff against you. I'm not, particularly if we have to deal in a relationship of any kind. If, if we now, if, if you're not, you know, in my inner circle it's like, okay, got your number. Yeah, girl. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'll see you. But if, if it's somebody that's in your life, somebody that even you work with, that you spend a lot of time with, you need to let them know what's on your mind. Don't be mad at them, you know, and don't always assume that everybody knows what you're going through or what, what you, how you're processing things. Give them the benefit of the doubt. And say, look, girl, okay, baby, whatever. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like how it makes me feel. Uh, and be able to just say how you feel. And at the end of the day, people can accept that, or they, or they don't have to. But then that's their choice. That you, like, like Tabitha, Tabitha, Tabitha Brown, say that's your business. You know, however you want to take that. And I think just getting clear with that is the first step. It is the first step to. Just the freedom, the well-being that you need. You know, being able to look at even the COVID environment. I built my business in COVID. I took advantage of the time that I had in COVID to do things that I would not have had time. I wouldn't have had time to build the business that I'm doing today if the government didn't shut down my salon for two months. You know, so, you know, it's like always trying to not see just the bad side, you know, what's the good side? What, what good can I take away from this? And if, it, and if you don't see no good in it, bring it, I bring love it. it. I if love it. it's not built already, build it. Okay. Boss lady, we hear you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Yes. Boss lady conversations. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bring it, build it. Yes, You can, you can do it. And nobody has your, nobody has your ideas. Exactly. You know, and even like one thing about one thing about COVID is that I know some people were lonely. You know, I feel like you know bad habits were exasperated. I I still drink that more now than I did before COVID because I drank a lot during COVID. And I, I mean, you know, I'm I'm just transparent about that uh, about a lot of things. You know, honestly, but I drank, and some people that don't drink and say you drink too much or you drink it again. Girl, it's only one o'clock. You drink it already? What <laughs> you doing? What you doing? You know, don't don't throw no stones. Living in a glass house, because if we think about it, probably some of us—I mean, all of us—gained weight. We hey. ate. You know, <laughs> we ate. We did different things that we probably, you know, wasn't the best thing for us to do. But I feel like we were coping. And even with that, even when I knew that I was drinking more than usual, I was like, it's okay. It's COVID. I just need to get to the other side of this thing, you know, with my mind, right, period. And that's it. Don't be so hard on yourself. But be able to recognize when certain things are not right. Be real with yourself. If you don't be real with nobody else, please be real with yourself. Come on, man. (laughs) Hello, hello, somebody. I wish I had
1: a tambourine. We would just... (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like, boom, chica, boom, boom.
1: There right. is a lie. I don't hear it. I don't see it. There's no. Yeah. There's no yeah. lies being told on boss lady conversations. No,
0: never. <laughs> yeah, and you we really- so love you and your transparency because that's what we want. You know, we don't want people to think that. Oh, I. Like you say increase some habits that maybe weren't the best that oh my God don't like like you say don't judge yourself so hard. We're just trying to get to the other side of it, you know, and just be mindful like yes I did this but okay. So tomorrow I'll try to do better.
2: <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> tomorrow, I'll try. Tomorrow, tomorrow is a new day. And my my girlfriend would say to me, you know, sometimes your friends, listen, pay attention to details, I think, in life. And my girlfriend said to me one time, I was like, because listen, I don't do a whole lot of cleaning anymore. And I straighten up, OK, but I put the, that the cleaning had to go to somebody else. I don't like packing. I don't like unpacking. And time was getting short when I was trying to move, get ready, because we were doing a double move. We were moving to Panama, moving our things to Panama and Florida at the same time.
1: Oh, wow.
2: I said, oh God. I said, I don't like getting up early and everything. And my girlfriend said to me, she said, shy. She said, you gotta you gotta do a new thing, baby. And that's that that that'll preach right there. You know, and my thing, I always tell her, keep the main thing, the main thing, you know, and I keep the main thing, the main thing. And you gotta do a new thing. Eat that frog, count down, five, four, three, two, one. Get up, do it. You know, just keep moving. And, um, and and God will continually send you, send you signs that you are moving in the right direction. That's what I look for. I look for him. And when I tell you, I know when people, when he sends people, I, I get, I get like goosebumps. So I just get like, wow, I couldn't, and I can't even take credit for the success that I've had, honestly, because I have just been so intent on listening to God and what direction he had for me to go in my life. And, you know, that that's, that's it. And, you know, like I was saying um, earlier, you know, being a small business with a Fortune 500 attitude, that's me, all day long. I don't let nobody make me think that they're more of a celebrity than I am. Your time is no more important than mine, you know? So, I mean, if if we have an appointment and, and you don't make that appointment, I got issues with that because that's a disrespect. And I don't care who you are, really. I don't care who you are. So, I you know, that's just where I am. I love it. Your time is valuable and that's a resource we can't get back.
0: You're right. Absolutely. Boss Lady Conversations.
2: (laughs) Boss Lady Conversations. Talk about it. Yes. Talk about it. Look, say it. Say it. So, and I think that people, I'm loving this and congratulations on your second season too. And when people listen to this, this conversation that we're having, it is going to be life changing i I, de- I declare it and decree it and the thing about it is is this is out in the universe and it will continue to go and go and go we're gonna look back on this you know in five years and say wow look how far we've come look how far we've come yes next time we get together maybe on a private jet or something like that <laughs> hey
0: on <our> location <laughs> we're gonna make it happen hey. thank you so much yes
2: It's so possible,
1: y'all. It's possible. And and I love that you're speaking it out into the universe. And I love what you said about consulting God. You know, we take on so many burdens on our own. Oh, I got to do this. I have to do that. I got this weight on my shoulder. I got to hold up the whole world as as women of color, as Black women. And you said, "Mm -mm, mm -mm, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. You are human. You are a human being. (laughs) Go to God. Seek direction. Yes. God will open doors for you that no man, no woman can close. So right. I just I know people are gonna walk away from this feeling inspired. What's your big dream that you know you've just been thinking about and visualizing for your future
2: and your present? Talk about saying it. Talk about saying it. Listen, I, I'm just gonna say it because I know there's power. <laughs> In your words. Oprah's coming for me. Okay. You understand? Oprah is coming for me. I mean, she is. She's gonna see me. Maybe she'll see me on this on this show. I just see, I see, I see big things. I see a television program. I see the whole Black Sit thing getting a whole lot bigger than people expected. And I mean, right now we have another business called Black Expats Worldwide. And we're going all over the world with this. You know, so we'll be in Mexico in November. We'll be in Colombia in October. I want to do Chorus Sound next year. And yeah, we, we're, we're doing it. And it's just speaking those things. Absolutely. I, I can see it for myself. I can, I just see bigger and greater. I just see bigger and greater. Yes. But television definitely, okay, is definitely in my, in my future. I love that. And we love Oprah.
0: And yes, (laughs) yes,
2: yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. And I and I love that you said that it's global and you know, spreading the knowledge. So with that, do you feel that knowledge is the thing that's holding some ladies back from packing up and relocating? Or, Or what is your take on that as you expand your um audience? Yeah.
2: It's probably knowledge and or fear and, you know, lack of knowledge and too much fear are just recipes for stagnant, stagnant living. I think that you need the knowledge and there's so much information out here just being able to read through what's real what isn't looking at people's credentials stop following people that say they're expert in this country or or another and they've been there for three months come on now we got better sense than that there's way more people out here that are talking from a place of okay they've been there for a year they've done this or that or whatever just trying to discern where you get that information so you need to do that but i think that ultimately it's fear. It's fear. It's, it's brand new. It's totally different. And you need to know what you're doing. And to them, I say, take baby steps. First of all, girl, get your passport. Hello. Hello.
0: (laughs) Can't go nowhere out the country without a
2: passport. That's step one. Exactly. Unless you have a passport, your, your destination is clear and you're you're in the United States and that's where you're going to be so don't don't tell me about you know your dreams if you haven't pursued a passport uh, that's number 1 and 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 if you're too scared to pursue a passport you know or if you don't if you don't if it's not a priority then you really ain't trying to do this no way you know what i'm saying i mean for real for real if you don't have a passport you ain't thinking about having a passport and then not only that if you got small children they need to have a passport too because where you gonna go and you can't bring your kids you know so i mean both of my grandchildren my grandchildren were born the same day at the same time two different daughters my husband's daughter and my daughter had babies on the same day on our anniversary same date, same time, only separated by uh, time zone. One was in Florida and one was in Texas, but they both have their passports and they're coming to see Nana and Papa. One's coming in May, one's coming in June. And if something was to go down in the United States where you needed to get out, let me tell you that passport is powerful right now, um, but you can't leave your kids. You're not gonna wanna leave your kids. Remember they need a passport too. So I think that, and I think fear But if you get the knowledge, I think that that will resolve a lot of the fear. You know, talk to somebody that you can trust, you know, um, figure it out and then take baby steps, get that passport and visit, visit a few places. You know what I'm saying? And then just kind of feel it, uh, feel it from there. The the internet, you know, they had that thing. uh, Oh, God. Is it? Oh, God. It's, it's the, what they want to get rid of. Oh, it's the internet. I can't think of it can't think of the name of it, but it's it, it's the thing where they want to kind of control the Internet because the Internet has given us so much power. And there's a lot of foolishness that go on the Internet. Now, I mean, to tell you right now, but I've built all my businesses on the Internet and the fact that a little old girl from Glassboro, New Jersey, that never, you know, completed college, you know, could could open a business, transition that business to international, get trademarks, create other businesses and and everything like that, that's because of the internet. So don't sleep on that. You know, you, you definitely, there is information out there that can help you. And it's free to you. You can be so smart. We don't have to be ignorant about anything. Nothing, nothing. It's a lot we can do and bring somebody with you, you know, everybody that sees you doing it, everybody that sees me doing it, now the internet, Facebook, and a lot of people, we're going into a social marketplace, um, which is going to be amazing, we're launching it May 4th, and it's going to kind of take us away from Facebook a a little bit, but there are a lot of people who follow us, who are just like, I'm not going to do Facebook, and I get it, I get it, but I I, I have to keep the main thing, the main thing. Like I said, I've built businesses on Facebook. But the other thing that I like about Facebook is I am in touch with people who I've never ever, who I would have never spoken against in life. I've been able to watch my friends from little old Glassboro grandbabies grow up. I, you know, I mean, I, after I left home, I mean, I, I would have never contacted, you know, connected with them again. And then when I do all these different things, and I have a lot of fun on my job, y'all, but when I do these things, they're watching me. And we come from a place and a time where our parents didn't travel. The only person that I, the only people that I knew who were world travelers, honey, when I was growing up, they were in Vietnam, just to put that in perspective for you. I didn't know anyone else in my life that was in, went to other countries, except for those, those men that I knew that went to Vietnam. I knew they had been to another country. So when you think about those same people that, that we grew up with that never got out of Glassboro, but they say, what? Cheyenne doing that? How's she doing that? It's encouragement. So it can be positive. Everything has a positive um, component. It's just about what we focus on. Thank you. And I like that. And you're right. You know, when you
0: think about that, you know, whether it be resources or knowledge, you know, I would say the same thing for my family. A lot of people had not traveled outside of the actual city or state, you know, but then those who educated themselves, some of them branched out, or like you said, just having the resources. It's not traveling can be expensive. And if you're just barely getting by, then that's Probably not a luxury that you can afford, but you can save up for it. And me and Coach Kaya talked about traveling, just, you know, imaginative or even like you say on YouTube or the internet, you know, just to see those places, but to have that firsthand experience, you're right. A lot of us have not been privy to that. So thank you for sharing that.
2: Yes. And some of us can't afford it right now, but what I think most of us can afford is a passport. Because if once you get that passport, then all the rest of then you get that passport and it's powerful because then the whole world opens up to you, you know. Um, but until you do, and you know, I, I talked to a relative and she said, "Yeah, girl, you know, we the, we're empty nesters and we're gonna start traveling more. And tra- traveling changes you. I mean, even if you're not talking about relocation, traveling changes you." She said, "We just wanna." We got to be remodeling our kitchen or our bathroom. And I'm, I'm down with that. You know, like my husband say, as far as our home, we spend so much time at home during COVID. It's like, and, and when it's too crazy out there in the world, we deserve for our home to be exactly the way that we want it. So I'm not mad at you. And I get it. You know, you're remodeling the kitchen. So right now you don't have that money to, to do that whole travel thing. But baby, the passport, you can probably have though. have that. And so when you are ready, it's just a matter of let's go. Absolutely. Yes. And we thank you for that.
0: And so which boss ladies inspire you to stand in your greatness? Oprah.
2: <laughs> tell, her <laughs> said, tell her I said so. Oprah <laughs> is the boss. Oprah is a boss. And I think one of the things I admire most about her was when she came to the realization that this is me. That's when she became a boss. When Oprah was just like, okay, y'all, well, you know what? That's just not me. Oprah, you know, she wanted to be like Barbara Walters. You know, that's that's who she wanted to emulate, Barbara Walters. And when I say Barbara, put it put it in perspective for you. And then one day she made this silly mistake and she thought to herself, that is something that Barbara, as she laughed at herself, and she thought that's something that Barbara Walters would not have done. And that was the time when she came into herself. But I say this, authenticity is, is the new sexy. It is, authenticity is the new sexy. And Oprah got real with herself and that's when Oprah became the real boss. But you know, who you are, and you're like, this is what I bring to the table. The difference between Oprah and Barbara Walters is vast. I have to say Barbara Walters first and last name, first of all. And for a lot of people that's listening to this, I have to explain that she was a very popular anchor back in the day. But all I got to say is Oprah. And I don't care how many people name their babies Oprah. It's only going to be one. Okay, it's only one Oprah. And I would say Oprah on that level. And then I would say, and for the reasons that are so obvious and documented, And, you know, I I remember reading about how hurt she was when Beloved didn't do well and stuff. And you look at people like Oprah and you think, you know, she's got billions and she's always winning. She dealt with the same stuff we deal with, y'all. It's just like on different levels. And but the emotional part and I put everything I had into this, that kind of thing. So anyway, I I admire her. I do. I like Gail, too. I like Gail. And Gail, you can call me too, girl. Um, Gail is my favorite. We love Gail too, okay? We're here for the
1: BFFs.
2: Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. And I love Gail because Gail was authentic as well. You know, she don't be up there kicking it. Uh -uh. Gail is who she is, but just being that comfortable to know that you can be who you are and bring whatever you bring to the table. The other boss uh, would be my mom. And mommy, my mother passed when she was 45, I was 23, I was saying she died in 87 and everything. And I think that it wasn't until like, after the fact that I realized how much of a boss she was. You know, my mother was always an entrepreneur. She doesn't have a website. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She was always an entrepreneur. She was always an entrepreneur. She, mommy, could do hair. Mommy could. Uh, everybody loved her fried chicken except for me. Just way too much black pepper. But you know, she would cook. Mommy cleaned houses. Mommy did all kinds of th- uh, all kinds of stuff, and I never really saw that. As you know, she's standing at the stove. Remember, they would blow that hot comb. You know, doing people's hair and stuff like that. And I never really saw her as the entrepreneur that she really was. And she probably didn't either. She was making it do what it do, right? Right. right. But she had she she had very good business sense about her, even with her tenth grade education. And she mm. knew somehow she knew that she needed good credit. So my mother always had good credit. We always had the things that we needed. She was a single parent. And even as far as her, the way that she ran our house, She was a boss chick. I mean, she was definitely a boss lady. I can remember my mother used to make menus and she would go to the store and she was raising five kids by herself. She and my father separated when I was like one and I was the youngest. They had five kids in five years. Between 17 and 22, my mom had five kids. And let me tell you, when you think about how young she was and to be able to take care of her children and she would have a menu for dinner And she would shop according to that menu. There were certain things that we could cook, certain things that we couldn't. We could do peanut butter, jelly sandwich. She ran it. She ran it. She didn't give us a lot of hands-on training, though, because she just couldn't afford for us to mess up her stuff. So a lot of things that I actually had to learn to do around the house, I learned after I left home because mommy did everything for us because, you know, she ran it. She ran it. And then she taught me about integrity. I mean, even though <laughs> I didn't listen for a lot of years, but it comes back. And she was she was a boss because as young as she was, she she held it down, baby. She did. Yes, I hear and it. Speak and her name.
1: Let's speak her name.
2: Yes, yes. What Charlotte.
1: was
2: your mom? Charlotte. Yeah, my, oh. my mom's name was Charlotte. And she, I was the last child. She had four, four girls and one boy. And I was the last child. And it took her like a a day or so to to, to name me. And she said, finally, the the nurse came in and she said, Charlotte, you got to name this baby. I was (laughs) nine pounds, 12 ounces or something. So she was probably like, call it it. But, um, or thang, whatever. And then she just, my mom just said, name her, call her Charlotte. Charlotte Ann. So my name, I was named Charlotte Ann after my mother, whose name was Charlotte Evelyn. And I'm very proud of that. Yes. I love
0: that. I love that. And thank you so much for sharing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Your mom, definitely the first boss lady. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Five all kids yes. 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 <laughs> yes
2: sometimes we look for big time celebrities and i always think about you know we have grandchildren and we have children and we talk about black history month but we are black history we are black history i mean what you're doing your children your grandchildren your relatives people behind you you can say dad did you see what they were doing you know we're making history today And so when you're telling your kids about great people, you know, Harriet Tubman was great. She was great and she was well-known, but your grandma is too. Yes. This is what your grandma did. You know what I'm saying? And, And to bring it closer to them. I mean, Harriet Tubman is a stretch. Okay. That's, you know, but you talk about the people that are right in front of you, that's in your family that are like wonderful. Think about it.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Oh, this has been an amazing conversation. Season two. I know you gotta go. Yes, <laughs> yes. Really kicking it off. So, but no, but we, we definitely want our listeners to know how they connect with you and any upcoming events or, you know, how we can support. Just let us know.
2: Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, best wishes to you guys with the podcast. This has been really wonderful connecting with you. And, uh, you know, everybody ain't meant to connect with everybody. And so, I mean, it's like when people approach me, I kind of discern that right away. And I was just like, you know, I told my partners, I said, you know, you know, we're, you know, we're starting out, you know, I'm a little further in my game than you are, but I'm going to tell you something and I'm going to speak it that you guys are going to be sought after you are going to be sought after so the excellence that you're bringing it is going to your your gifts your um, your due diligence is, is, is going to be very rewarding for you and the and the life that you want for yourself is the life that is ahead of you and this is going to catapult you into different areas that you're going to just continue to bloom and grow because you ladies are excellent. And thank you for thinking enough of me to have me on your show. People can find me anywhere, Black Expats in Panama on Instagram. It's Black Expats in Panama underscore TM. You can also find me by looking up Locks Forever, L-O-C-K-S, the number four, E-V-E-R, or Charlotte Van Horn. Just, you can find me anywhere, you know, just, you know. I found you. We found you. Yeah, yeah you're right. i blowing, blowing up that internet. That's yes. right. I'm <laughs> here putting in work and doing what yeah. you love. Yes.
0: Yes. It's Gail yes. Oprah. Gail Oprah. Oprah. Yes. yes. Gail. Oprah. Gail, We're here. You got All time. three of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Miss
1: Charlotte, you have dropped so many gems today, but we're going to give the boss lady listeners a piece of what gems that you have dropped today. There are so many, so we just suggest people run this episode back over and over. But here are just a few gems that Miss Charlotte has left us with today and inspired us on so many levels to boss up. Number one, boss ladies own their stuff and are willing to grow. Mm -hmm. Boss ladies learn from all of their experiences. It's important to learn along the way. Mm -hmm. Number three, once you create a mission statement for your business, stick to it and Mm -hmm. honor it. It pays off. Mm -hmm. Number four, when you get out there as an entrepreneur, you want to make sure you're able to utilize the relationships you've cultivated on your day job. Yes. Number five, Amazing. when you go to a foreign place, keep an open mind. Don't expect everything to be the same as what you're used to. Number six, recognize yourself as a celebrity. People are listening to what you say. Be willing to make corrections and honor your voice as a leader. Number seven, people who don't chase peace Have never known it. Mm. Number eight, know for yourself what you are available for in your relationships. Mm. Let people know what's on your mind and how you feel. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Number nine, lack of knowledge and fear are recipes for stagnant living. Step one, get your passport, boss lady, (laughs) and start visiting places. Traveling changes you. And number ten, keep the main thing the main thing. Authenticity is the new sexy. Honor what you've accomplished, where you're going, and what you're focusing on now.
2: Woo, Miss Charlotte! Yes, yes. you so did excited. that.
0: Woo. You we did that. Oh, yes. my gosh. Oh, <laughs> my
2: goodness.
0: That was
2: rich, wasn't it? Yes, that was oh. all you.
0: That was all you. Thank you so much. You. And we hope you've enjoyed connecting with the fabulous Charlotte Van Horn and learn about cultivating your mental health and wellness. Thank you again, Charlotte. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Thank you, ladies. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much, Miss Charlotte. <laughs> If you haven't already done so, please follow us on Spotify
0: and iHeartRadio. And you'll be notified whenever we post a new Boss Lady Conversation episode. You are who you say you are. You're destined for great things. Your life matters each and every day.
1: Now go get your blessings, Boss Lady.